So our, our God is, well, he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. And I think we always expect him to go big. And we don't, we certainly have reason for that. I mean, the flood, <laughs> Noah and the flood, that was pretty big. You know, flood in the whole world, that's pretty big. Uh, you have the, the, um, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah in, in, in hellstone and fire. The plagues of Egypt, the ten plagues of Egypt, that was big. Parting of the Red Sea, big. Multiplication of the loaves and the fishes, big. Walking on water. Like our God can do anything. Even the gospel says, with God, all things are possible. And I think when we pray, we always kind of expect God to go big. Big miracles, big healings, extraordinary sights. But the thing is, even though he can go big, he doesn't often do so. I mean, those things that I just described, I can count on one hand in the whole salvation history. <laughs> That's like 4,000 years, and I could count them on my hands. The ordinary way, and yeah, he does go big, but I think the ordinary way that God acts is in the small, in the simple, in the subtle, in the quiet. And that's what we see in the gospel today. The angel Gabriel appears to the Blessed Virgin Mary in Nazareth. Nazareth is a, is a, is a forgotten town in a forgotten province and a forgotten province of the Roman Empire. When Andrew... Uh, told Bartholomew that, G that he had found the Christ. And he, Bartholomew said, where is he from? He said, from Nazareth. And he said, could anything good come from Nazareth? What I was told last night is that Nazareth is basically West Wego. I'm just repeating what I heard. I'm just repeating what I heard. <laughs> like, who, like, it's not in, like, what? Who, what? It's, it's a forgotten place. And yet, an angel appears to a teenage girl. And how does he speak to her? Hail, full of grace. And nobody in the whole of the scriptures has that title. Full of grace. She's in her room. She's alone. St. Joachim's not there. St. Anne's not there. If they were in the house, they would have probably wondered, like, what is going on? I hear two voices. But they didn't, they didn't disturb. 
<laughs> I think they knew their daughter was special. But you have this humble setting in this very simple and quiet place that God decides to change the whole world. It's in this event, in the Annunciation, that our salvation is begun because Mary says yes. This little thing, this little thing, this quiet thing that nobody else knows about has universal worldwide impact. And the thing, to think of it, like, the only reason that we know it is because Mary told somebody else. Because Mary, we, we, we kind of, the scripture scholars kind of posit that, that Luke actually went and visited Mary and interviewed her. And that's where he got a lot of these stories of the, the infancy narratives of Jesus. And if she wouldn't have told anybody, nobody would have known this would have happened. That's how quiet it was. See, God can go big, and he does go big. But the ordinary way that God is going to act is in the subtle, in the quiet, in the simple. But in order for us to recognize it, we have to have eyes to see. To have to have the eyes of faith to recognize, because he is constantly acting for our good, constantly moving to bring about our sanctification and our glory. And we can sometimes make the bold claim, God, where are you? And he's like, I'm, I'm right here. We're like, God, where are you? And we expect like a big voice. I am right here. <laughs> this isn't Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> He's going to speak in the quiet, in the simple, in the ordinary, in the everyday. And he's acting and moving. So I invite you to look. Pay attention to those small ways that God is changing your life. Doing extraordinary things in very simple ways. If we're able to look, then we will be able to see.